the hard shoulder. All new stock. With the all new Nissan Juke. The coupe crossover by Nissan. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock this evening and time now for our weekly health check. And we are joined by Anthony Pierce, the Senior Musculoskeletal Physiotherapist at the Beacon Hospital. Anthony, you're very welcome to the show. We're talking about plantar fasciitis. What is it? Hi, Kieran. Yes, uh, uh, plantar fasciitis is a, a thick band that goes from underneath the sole of the foot, uh, basically from the heel up towards the, the ball of the foot. Um, and it's kind of this this thick band that stabilizes the foot when you walk. Um, it probably uh, more recently, we've probably seen a, a large increase in the in the numbers that present with it. Um, and it kind of it's kind of maybe related to the changes that people have had during COVID. Um, and that might be the fact that there's probably a bit more stressed about health and about work, or the fact that they're uh, maybe doing a bit more different exercise to what they would have used to been used to um, so we've kind of had people who present with uh, maybe tried to, to run for their, their 5k max every day um, or maybe they, they, they're walking a bit more where they wouldn't have previously so it's probably something we've seen a bit more Okay so uh, for those people then who get it and maybe they're doing that bit more exercise than they were used to how does the problem present itself like what, what does an, an inflamed or damaged plantar fasciitis how, how, how do you feel it? Yes, uh, well, kind of a typical presentation might be somebody who's uh, maybe in their kind of more, more mid, maybe mid-50s who does a, uh, either they're, they're exercising more or they're doing a job where they're standing or walking for a long period. And they'll generally come in and uh, complain of this kind of sharp pain underneath the sole of their foot. Uh, generally, this is worse first thing in the morning. And maybe as the day goes on, it slightly improves. But once they have a sit down again, maybe at lunch and then get up to go again, it, it becomes more painful. So there's that kind of pattern of a, a start of pain after a, a period of inactivity. And that's generally what people complain of. OK, so th- this is different from, I suppose, the some of us who wake up and maybe through age or infirmity or, or, or old injuries or something, you know, different joints can be a bit stiff and sore in the morning. This is different. Like this is a, a stabbing pain. Yeah, this is they're, they're generally they're really descriptive. So people will say it's like walking on glass or okay. walking on needles. It's really, really descriptive first thing in the morning. And so what, what if you can, I know you, you talked about what causes it, you know what I mean, in, in a lot of cases, but what's actually happening in the foot? Um, so yeah, I suppose the, the kind of the term plantar fasciitis, the, the itis probably indicates an inflammatory condition. But uh, we know now, when we when we look at it under the microscope, that there isn't really a, an inflammatory response. So the term is probably not that useful. Um, what what actually happens is that there's a, a degeneration in in a in a cell, so in the collagen, and so you get degeneration in the in the band underneath the foot in the plantar fascia. Or you sometimes can get small tears um, that, that can become irritated and obviously that can, can generate the pain. All right. So that's what's what, what's causing it. You mentioned some of the risk factors. I mean, one of the risk factors you mentioned being age and, and you talked about people in their 50s. What are the other risk factors? Uh, so kind of there's probably a, a lot of it is about uh, the time on their feet so if people are having to do a lot of time on their feet maybe in retail or hospitality or 
Uh, used to be called policeman's heel, so maybe police on the beat. So a lot of time walking and standing, that can be a huge risk factor. Another factor is related to increase in BMI. So if there's an increase in load, that can put a bit more pressure on the plantar fascia. Um, but we also see it in the, the kind of a, a lean population, so the running population, uh, where, they, where they've just done too much too soon. So it would be age, weight, and activity are generally the, the three risk factors to it. Okay, and, and I wonder then, do you, do you tend to see it maybe more at certain times of the year? You talk about, you know, COVID, but I mean, do, do you see it often in January? I'm thinking then of those New Year's resolutions, you know, when people try to do absolutely everything at once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you probably would. Yeah, you'd see it at that stage. You might see it after. Maybe if somebody's been injured and they're just trying to get back on their feet and back to training, you might see it then. You might see it if uh, maybe in ladies postnatally when they're trying to increase their activity. So generally when there's a period of rest, they're in activity and then they're trying to return to something. And that might be, as you said, at certain times of the year. And uh, there's a few texts coming in. Uh, one person says, not to be sexist, but are women who wear high heels more susceptible? Um, so, well, we get a lot of men that come in uh, with, with plantar fascia. There isn't really seen to be a difference in gender with it. I suppose high heels might make the calf a bit tighter. And there is some uh, belief that because of the, the connection between the calf, the Achilles and the plantar fascia, that might have a role in it. Okay, um, But... I suppose it, 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 footwear does have a have a role. Um, high heels probably aren't the best footwear to wear. You probably want something a bit more supportive, with a bit more shock absorption, a bit more cushioning around the heel, and that are, are probably more comfortable that you could wear during the day. So, uh, high heels probably aren't the best, uh, but uh, there isn't really a gender gender specific presentation to it. Okay, well, let's talk then about. Prevention and cure. Prevention, first of all, uh, for people who, who don't like the sound of this, what can they do? What should they do? Yeah, so the, the, unfortunately, there's probably not much prospective studies looking at um, how you might prevent it. But we can kind of gather that uh, th- things that would, would make sense to, to do would be to try and gradually increase your activity, whether that's walking or training. Uh, generally, we say change about 10 to 15 percent per week. So don't do a huge increase in your speed or your whole volume that you would do during the week. So uh, try and keep things steadily going up. Um, as I said, stretching is is useful and there's, there's pretty much no risk to stretching. So a good stretch on the calf or the plantar fascia can be a really good thing just to try and keep it loose. And again, you're not too aggressive when yeah. you start that. You just can, try and gradually build it up. I, I can, I, maybe this is hard to describe on the radio, but how do you stretch uh, something that goes underneath your foot. I can understand stretching your calf. How do I stretch stretch my plantar fascia? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I might I might be able. To, but basically, if you if you, so you know the way you stretch your calf. But yeah. If you, if you pull your big toe up towards you, that puts an extra uh, stretch on the plantar fascia. Ah, right. And I don't know for those maybe who are at home, if you pull your big toe back, you'll see a a band spring up underneath the sole of the foot, and that band is the the, the inside band of the plantar fascia. So pulling the big toe back will stretch that plantar fascia. All right, <laughs> good advice there in terms of of prevention at least, or something you can do to mitigate against it. Uh, that the possibility of it happening for people though who are suffering, Anthony, what can they do? 
Yeah, they're definitely suffering because it's it's really frustrating when patients come to clinic with it. Uh, what we try and do is try and understand why it may have caused, maybe try and get an indication of what factors might have been involved. Um, and some of those we've already discussed, but it's trying to clue those down and see if we can change them or alter them. Uh, we give advice on the stretching, the footwear, and the activity is really key. So time off their feet or monitoring their activity. Okay. And then if that doesn't improve, we probably consider other things like uh, taping or, or ptosis or shockwave therapy uh, and that would probably cover cover the physiotherapy angle right. of it anyway well listen anthony we appreciate your time and thanks a million for explaining it all so clearly anthony pierce is a senior physio at the beacon hospital that is our lot for today's edition of the hard shoulder off the ball are up next and i'll be back tomorrow from four have a good one.